Hey, 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 you know me, it's Dr. Cheryl Bryant-Bruce, MD, the celebrity doc, and I am here with Chatters That Matters. Let's talk about it. As is usually the case, my disclaimer is I am a bona fide MD. Anything that you hear on this show does not constitute a medical relationship between you and I. Anything that you hear that you have a question about, you should contact your own MD. This show is here to educate, entertain, and inform you. And without further ado, I am going to bring on today's guest. This is Dr. Tabitha Russell. And she is known as the money makeover magna mogul sorry the money makeover mogul and you have a book that has a most interesting title it is i divorced my money and married my mindset welcome dr tabitha how are you I am fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on today. This is so amazing. I can't tell you how excited I was just having this opportunity to talk with you on today. Uh, the book, wow. I get that from so many people and asking about, I divorced my money and married my mindset. The right. whole concept is around our mindset and mm -hmm. how we relate to money. Um, I will tell you that that was definitely a labor of love and all of it is uh, through real life experience. And so I will say that um, I absolutely enjoyed putting that together because I realized that financial literacy is one of the things that uh, we lack as far as a society is concerned. And so um, with Society, society lacking that, it really does um, make us think about sometimes what we're thinking about when it comes to how we relate to our money. And so it really has the opportunity for us to go full circle and just learning more about how we develop some of our money habits, as well as getting rid of those habits that no longer serve us. Now, I have to ask you, just because of the title of the uh, of the book, and I already have the answer, but I'm asking for our, our listeners out there, the title of the book suggests that you may have been going through a divorce to arrive at this aha moment, this relationship with money. Can you tell us how you really got there? <laughs> well, um, it did not exactly come from uh, me divorcing or going through a divorce at the time. Actually, I uh, made one decision and I lost a half million dollars, ultimately losing everything. I lost houses, cars, uh, my business, all of that kind of stuff, because I didn't know that my contracts needed a contract at the time. And so um, me divorcing my money was saying that I was letting go of those things that no longer served me, no longer um, was allowing me to be successful. And so for me divorcing that, that meant that um, the materialistic things that I thought that was a part of me, that was my identity, that was, um, you know, who the core of my being really was not that. And so me now adopting a new mindset around financial literacy, meaning that I can still make it, I can still thrive, I can still be successful, even if I didn't have all of that. And so for me, <laughs> detaching from that stuff allowed me to now uh, go further with uh, rebuilding everything, right? Like when you don't have anything, you you have nothing to lose, right? So why not, uh, you know, jump out the airplane and tell somebody to throw you the parachute and you keep <laughs> going because right. you don't have anything else to lose at that point. So for mm -hmm. me, rebuilding and restructuring my life uh, became uh, the source point of my focus because at the time I had 
four small young men. Uh, they're all grown and gone now. But uh, at the time, them looking at me and I'm looking at them and they're like, so what are we going to do? And I'm like, the one thing I knew that I could do was go back to corporate America, make six figures and get some some benefits to take care of my family. Right. So now, now let's stop there and let's let's talk about your journey. Mm -hmm. Where did you start? I mean, because you you started somewhere and then you mm -hmm. came to this crescendo mm -hmm. where you were on top of the world and you had this big loss and mm -hmm. then you had to start over. Let's mm -hmm. talk about the journey. Where did you start? So I have been in corporate America at the time well over about 20 years. Mm -hmm. And so I had the opportunity to amass a lot of leadership skills as well as customer service sales all of that. However, I had this uh, aha moment along with a partner that I had at the time uh, to get into child development. Mm -hmm. And okay. with that, uh, that was the start of the beginning of what I considered to be my entrepreneurship journey. And okay, so what, doing was, what was this thing with child development? What did you feel was leading you there? Yeah. So just really wanting to empower young people, but realizing that it starts at an early age. So I had a child development center and it was 9,000 square feet. I had 72 children, 12 teachers, a dietitian, a, a director. I mean, the whole works. It was really a, a great operation as well as we offered after school care. And so with that, um, it allowed us to take on several different contracts and uh, different things like that, along with, you know, from the government and other programs that offered uh, subsidies for child care and different things like that. So we were well on our way, doing extremely well. And uh, it got to the place of where uh, someone else thought that they could do it a little bit better than I could at the time. Uh, and I had just received um, several contracts that amounted to about a million dollars. So of course, my my half of that would have been a half a million, right? But prior to that, I had bought my dream house, driving my dream cars, uh, you know, living in the the best neighborhood possible and all of that. So I had a lot going on. And, and at my age, I thought that um, I was accelerating rapidly mm -hmm. um, and being a pace setter. With that being said, I didn't And you know, thought you were invincible. I I thought, yes, definitely that I had a lot going on, right? You know how they say you got it <laughs> all the way going on. Yes. Yeah, that was me. Um, and in the South, they say going on. So I thought I had a going <laughs> on. So, <laughs> um, however, I didn't know that I needed a contract for my a subcontract for my contract. And so I didn't have some of the things in place that I needed. Uh, so when uh, the uh, party took their portion of all of our <laughs> assets, um, there was not a lot that I could do. I had uh, talked to several attorneys. I had gotten some legal advice and different things like that. And the best course of action was to start all over again. And now, so, let me ask you this. When all of this blew up, mm -hmm. you talked to attorneys and you got legal advice. Mm -hmm. Did you get legal advice before all of this blew up? Did you get legal advice to set this up properly? No, I definitely did. Not. And that's where um, the notion came in is that I didn't know that my contract needed a contract, right? So right, exactly. I needed to have some um, additional things in, in process, but there was nothing <clears throat> during this whole time of building this business, working things and stuff like that, um, that indicated that I needed additional stuff. Like um, the training that I had had led me to believe that we were going down a path of success, meaning that I wrote the uh, the policy and procedures manual. I wrote the uh, you know class curriculums and all of that kind of stuff <clears throat> on a on a regular basis to make everything flow functionally. So I'm hearing a whole lot of I going on there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
the the partner was more was more silent, mm-hmm. uh, was not more of an active role <clears throat> in that kind of stuff, except when needed. And so I was basically the um, day to day operations of the business. And so it were you qualified? Me, were you qualified to do all of that? Yeah, from the from the business sense of of things for being able to run the day-to-day operations. Okay. Um I went back to school, got certified in in childcare and all of that just so that I could be more proficient in it and having had been in uh leadership and management for several years um qualified me for but, but being my, my bigger question there is mm-hmm. again like I said I heard a lot of I mm-hmm. going on and we we hit this point where we hit this big blow up because we didn't have everything in place. So yeah. were you really qualified to do it all? Oh or- no, no. Just from from the from the legal aspects of it, no, definitely yeah. not. Uh, but I learned that the hard way, right? Like right. from from the standpoint of the the big picture of it, you would think that I was um, qualified and ready to do that. But when it came down to it, um, I was not. And so it definitely was a expensive and valuable lesson uh, to learn and having to go through um, quite some time of rebuilding was the challenge, right? So with that, uh, now I know that I need to stop and to checks and balances every step along the way. But more importantly, um, how do I look at business today and how do I look at financial literacy has been the biggest shift in mm-hmm. itself, meaning mm-hmm. that I've al- I've always had the notion of whatever we can implement at the earliest age possible becomes a lifelong habit. It becomes mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. part of us. And so Hence the reason of the childcare. And so since then, I have been teaching and training uh, young people as well as older people the value of financial literacy, starting mm-hmm. with my own household, right? My mm-hmm. family and mm-hmm. how they can become successful at a short, uh, even shorter period of time, right? When we have a mentor and a coach, it allows us to accelerate the process. So mm-hmm. I walked away with some very valuable tools going through that experience because I didn't know the things that I needed to know at the time. And with that being said, uh, it also made me uh, really look at what that journey potentially looks like for the average new business owner as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people just, you know, out of the box as they're thinking about starting businesses, they may not have uh, a lot of resources. They may not have a lot of money. So the first thing that they say is, well, I don't have extra money. I am not going to, to pay for a mentor. I'm not going to pay for someone to tell me how to do this. I have X, Y, and Z skills. I know how to do this. I'm intelligent. I can put this to, together and it doesn't make sense for me to pay somebody else, what are they going to do for me anyway? What, is, what do you feel is the value of a mentor from the experiences that you have had? Well, first of all, <laughs> having a mentor and a trainer is invaluable uh, from the standpoint of, a, I tell everybody that you are the best version of you today by yourself. So Mm -hmm. if you can imagine linking up now, collaborating with somebody that knows just a little bit more than you, how much more powerful would that make you? And so when it comes to the standpoint of having a coach and a mentor, they're there specifically to collaborate with you and collaboration equals currency because they can help you accelerate the process because Just because they're ahead of you, they're a little bit higher or they may have achieved a level of success that you want to achieve, meaning that you you now get the blueprint, you get the secret sauce on Mm -hmm. how it is that you could potentially avoid some of the stumbling blocks, the roadblocks that a lot of people experience. So it... I tell everybody, you owe it to yourself to invest in yourself at the highest level possible to you, whatever that may look like. And so if you have a higher tolerance 
go after that because it's going to allow you to achieve that level of success mm -hmm. quicker. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, I always say health is wealth. You are your greatest asset. Mm -hmm. Invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that from not just a financial health, because finance is another another level of health. Mm -hmm. But let's just talk about that from a physical and emotional health standpoint. You know, mm -hmm. you were building, 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 you were on top of the world, and then bam, you hit this major roadblock. Mm -hmm. How did that impact you emotionally? And what did you do to go forward? When I think about that time period, a little bit of it was a blur to mm -hmm. me, like literally, because mm -hmm. having having responsibilities, having children, for example, um, meant that I couldn't afford to skip a beat, right? Mm -hmm. When it came to being able to provide for my family. So for me, um, I didn't see anything but up. Like mm -hmm. literally, like it, it hit me that day. Like I was angry. I might have cried my eyes out, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> all of that stuff. But I went home and started thinking about and even literally writing out a plan mm -hmm. of what I needed to do next. And the next day was looking for jobs. I was looking for, um, you know, other sources of income and different things like that. The one thing that I found out was that. I am the sum of my circle around me, right? Absolutely. And at that particular time, I didn't have resources to say, "Hey, could you could you you know loan me mm -hmm. <laughs> some money until I can get right. back on my feet?" or or could uh, I you know have you to help me with X, Y, and Z? And so with that, I learned uh, not only uh, an emotional in a in a physical lesson, but I also learned that um, in my emotional being, I need to make sure that I have folks in my circle if they couldn't do anything but give me some emotional guidance, right? And help me to understand how to navigate this properly, let alone financially. So um, with that, my emotional state could have potentially been worse than what it was if I mm -hmm. had allowed it. Mm -hmm. um, I I knew enough then to like, nah, uh -uh, don't let them see you sweat, right? If nothing That's else, right. keep That's going. Right. And you right. you have if I've also have this um saying that if you continue on the path, you're gonna run into success. Mm -hmm. And so I just knew that if I kept going, something had to work. The only thing that I could not do was allow myself to quit, to stop, yeah. because I know that knowledge is power. And so Absolutely. I could take the knowledge that I that I gained from that process and go somewhere else and, and achieve that level of success, if nothing else. Absolutely. There are no failures, just experiences. That's right. Now, I have to ask you, at that time, were you a single parent? At the time, I was not a single parent. And okay. so I talk a lot about uh, me or I. And however, the other party was not as involved as could have been and right. was ultimately part of the challenge in mm -hmm. this situation. Mm -hmm. And so uh, because of that, just having to navigate that, I knew that that was like the straw that broke the camel's back, of course, okay. and it ended the way that it ended, and I was okay with that, okay. right? Like at the end of the day, it was like, okay, let's let's go, and um, all is going to be well. But okay. they had inside help, right? So, I mean, I, I get a few things out mm -hmm. of that because. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times people will say that women have difficulties because mm -hmm. they don't have a, a, a man. You know, you're a single mother and that's why you're struggling. Mm -hmm. You had a man standing mm -hmm. beside you mm -hmm. and yet he was a part of your struggle. Instead mm -hmm. of building you, mm -hmm. he broke you. Mm -hmm. That being said, mm -hmm. you didn't lay down. No. You didn't 
quit. So for all of those mothers out there who are either being hampered by mm -hmm. another mm -hmm. or who don't have another, you're mm -hmm. the example that, you know, I can do bad by myself, mm -hmm. but I can do different. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. you're the prime example that you can get up, mm -hmm. keep it moving, mm -hmm. take the ball, run with it mm -hmm. and succeed. Absolutely. My my thoughts behind that is that um, you always want to leave a person better off than how you found them. Absolutely. And so if that means that you walk away and you take nothing, mm -hmm. that means that you're gonna you're going to ultimately be blessed because you know the word tells us give and it shall come back to us, pressed down, shaking together and running over. Right. There so <laughs> I held that close to chest though. Mm -hmm. I, I literally did from the standpoint of, you know what? Okay. Um, wow. This, this really stings, but in the same sense, I'm like, it has to be a better blessing or something greater for me in the standpoint of me, um, transitioning and being able to move on as well as I have four small young men at the time that was looking at me that could very easily have used that as their example of how you, you know, stand up tall and accept your responsibilities, right? As well mm -hmm. as continue on the path, whatever that is, your journey to success mm -hmm. without um, allowing it to break you down or allowing you to stop and wallow in your your challenge at that particular time. Mm -hmm. And so it was it has always been for me to continue to be strong and set a great example for them, whatever that looked like. And so even to this day, it's like <laughs> we're still setting a greater example, but also um being able to, um, articulate that to them and mm -hmm. slow down long enough to. What did you tell them? What what messages did you give them during that period of, of time? You know, there are mothers out there who are mm -hmm. going through similar experiences, mm -hmm. or mothers who may not have reached that peak of success. They may still be down on the the bottom, groveling, mm -hmm. and they've got these little young men looking at them. What messages do you give them to put them on that? upward trajectory that you've given to your sons? Yeah. I told them that, that mistakes will happen, right? Like challenges will come as well along your journey, but you use those as your stepping stones for your life. Meaning mm -hmm. that whatever challenge you may have come across, whatever um, thing that may have caused you some sort of heartache or, or headache, however you may want to uh, right. word it, allows you though to be able to first of all see you because you can only be accountable for your actions mm -hmm. so based upon your actions and how you handle that sometimes determine how quickly you can navigate through that problem now mm -hmm. had I stopped and tore some stuff up like initially I felt like I wanted to do because it's in there <laughs> you wanted to go Angela Bassett on that one <laughs> I tell everybody, look, don't please don't let the smile fool you, okay? Yeah. But <clears throat> with that being said, I told them that uh, you have the opportunity to exemplify goodness in every situation, and so in this particular case, you be the bigger person and mm -hmm. you walk away and pick up your pieces on the other side, meaning that. You still have your dignity intact. You still have your integrity intact. You still have the knowledge that you learned from all of this. And so you can very easily use those things to rebuild uh, as well, right? Like you don't have to let it all go downhill real fast because it could. Um, mm -hmm. But the thing that I, I learned from that is that talking with them through that now helps them to be honorable men and mm -hmm. that they are today. And so it has um, translated into something great. Absolutely. Absolutely wonderful. Mm -hmm. So today, mm -hmm. what is the advice that you give 
to your young men because they're at different stages in their mm-hmm. existence. So what is the advice that you're giving them today for their financial literacy? Yeah, so when it comes to financial literacy, we have regular conversations like, how are things going? Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, what's on the what's on the agenda? I've helped them uh, with navigating decisions on buying a house, buying mm-hmm. vehicles, setting up uh, different types of accounts and different things like that. So it is always to me, if, if you don't know, first of all, do your research. Mm-hmm. And if you are finding that even that's a challenge or it's taking you longer to come up with an answer, ask questions. Like mm-hmm. there's so many resources out there for young people today that we have no excuse why we sometimes end up in the financial uh, challenges that we do. But mm-hmm. a lot of times it's because we don't use the very thing that a lot of us are good at, and that is communication, right? We don't communicate that mm-hmm. there's a, a potential challenge ahead or ask the questions before you go in there. I've taught mm-hmm. and trained them, like, you want to be smart about your money, but get your money first and then go shopping. Meaning, for example, right. if you're going to buy a house, if you're going to buy a car, uh, different things like that go have a a conversation with the banker, right? And find out how much money you may have available to you or save up your money. And Mm -hmm. then as you go out there to the car, a lot of you go looking at a house, don't go looking at a $500,000 house and you approve for 250 or 350 because that's going to hurt your feelings, right? Because you're going to see that house and that's going to be the only thing that you're going to think about and potentially come back and uh, try to figure out how to get the money, but be house poor at the same time, right? It was also, it's going to hurt your feelings, but it also potentially can hurt your credit because if you're ruling out there thinking you can afford a $500,000 house and you put Mm -hmm. a pitch on board, you put that bid on and apply for Mm -hmm. that credit. And all of a sudden, no, you cannot get the credit. Not only can you not get the credit, but now you've put a ding on your credit. That's right. Absolutely. So I've definitely taught them to be smart with their finances and even with cars, right? Get your money first and then go to the car lot. And it's something about going there and you got you got the money in your wallet, right? You walk a little different. You talk a little different, right? You go in there. And a lot of times if you do your research before you go there, you can uh, have an intelligent conversation of saying, this is the vehicle that I want. This is what I'm willing to pay for it and different things like that, as opposed to, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, we go into the dealership and, you know, the the posture is a little different. We go in with our head hanging down and and we sometimes accept whatever they will give us instead of, you know, based upon credit, based upon the finances we may have in our pocket, as opposed to like for a down payment or whatever, as opposed to saying, no, this is what I want. This is what I know I can get. Wait, I just I just looked at my credit this morning. I know I got an 837, so I'm not too much concerned about what uh, you're trying to give me, but I know I can get X, Y, Z. So the conversation is a little bit differently. So I teach them, arm yourself with knowledge first mm-hmm. and foremost, and it allows you to be able to make an informed decision, but also make a wise decision as well. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with window shopping to, mm-hmm. to gain that knowledge. You know, mm-hmm. you see something that you think you want you don't have to buy it the first time out of the the box. Mm-hmm. You can go window shopping and ask the questions and, and gather the information so that by the time that you are ready to make that purchase, you are leveraged with knowledge. And you, know, you can go in there walking tall and mm-hmm. owning the conversation as opposed to it owning you. Absolutely. I agree. It definitely gives you a different sense of... Uh, Uh, confidence and Mm -hmm. a different sense of worth when you are armed with that knowledge as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I tell everybody, just be sure that you're doing it smart. Right, right. Mm -hmm. I'm going to back up to something that you said earlier. You talked Mm -hmm. about the friends standing beside you Mm -hmm. when you're going through. Mm -hmm. What did you learn about friendships and relationships out of that experience? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with having uh, friends, right? However, 
I do know that a lot of times the sum of the friends, meaning who you have there closest to you, you sometimes have the opportunity to become uh, different bits and pieces of all of that. Mm -hmm. So with that, um, I quite often say it depends on the friend circle, right? You have some friends and they just good to go out and go to dinner with and hang out, go catch a movie or something like that, go to a play. Mm -hmm. However, in the business world, it's good to have a lawyer, an accountant, a, a MD, <laughs> diversified people in your corner because it allows you to make wiser decisions. Like you can you can go to the round table and have a business level conversation mm -hmm. that can help you to diversify your portfolio. <clears throat> that allows you to reach the levels of success potentially that you need to lead, that you desire to live, right? When that is not accessible to you, this is where a coach, trainer, and mentor comes in, someone that is doing what you would want to do, achieve the ultimate levels of success and that kind of stuff would definitely make a difference. So, with that being said, we owe it to ourselves to make sure that we are um, collaborating with those like, you know, iron sharpened iron that can potentially help you to make some some wise decisions. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's nothing wrong with. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with having friends. I believe that friends are invaluable. Um, however, Having folks in your circle that can be wise counselors to you definitely make a difference. And like I said, when when you don't have those people there in your circle, it is invaluable to you, though, to get you a coach, a mentor, a trainer, somebody that can help you to navigate whatever journey um, that you may be in at the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Snoop. He had a post not too long back where he was saying that you should always surround yourself so that you're never the smartest person in the room, so that everybody else in the room is smarter th than you. And Spectacular Smith recently gave a challenge, and he said basically the same thing. Master P came onto that challenge and said basically the same thing. They said that on either side of you, the two people standing on the sides of you should be where you want to go. Mm -hmm. Because if they're ahead, you're reaching. That's right. That's so, right. It, it causes you to strive for more. It causes you to strive for levels of success that sometimes for some people, I don't even know that they, they've even thought about it. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you see somebody else doing and they closest to you, they're either going to pull you, they're going to mm -hmm. push you. Sometimes they might drag you in order for you to get to that level of success. But you get the opportunity to have a real life example right then and there. So with that, I agree with them. I believe that you should have people close to you that can help you to be a better version of you. Because mm -hmm. I believe that we're all amazingly wonderful without any help, like by ourselves today. Mm -hmm. However, mm -hmm. we don't want to stay there, right? Like we should always be constantly evolving to for more, striving for more. And so with that, having those people helps us to get there faster. Right. I remember at one point in time, um, I was in a pageant. And at the end of the pageant, they asked you the question. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember they asked me about my, my goals. Mm -hmm. And so I said that I believed that you could never set your goals too high. So therefore, I was striving for perfection. My father just about fell out of his seat because he thought, oh, she just blew it. She just uh, lost it because it sounded arrogant. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, dad, you it, 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 it went over your head. It went past you because I wasn't saying that I was perfect mm -hmm. or that I would ever get to perfect. Mm -hmm. But as long as I'm always reaching, mm -hmm. I'm rising. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. 
That is that is a profound a profound saying. I like to quote uh, Bob Proctor where he says that the uh, learners gracefully inhabit the earth while the learned gracefully pass away. That means that when you feel like that you've arrived and you know everything that there is to know, that is ultimately your stopping point. While yep. those that are open to learning are going to continue to uh, inhabit the kingdom, right? They're going to achieve the level of success that they desire because there's not stopping and they're constantly wanting to take in. Like for me, every day I'm getting up and I am learning something new, whatever it may be on my agenda for that day. I am constantly trying to pour into myself because I feel like uh, there's so much more to me that I can learn. And there's so much, uh, the way that technology is today, right? I've, mm -hmm. I've got to always strive to be on the cutting edge of innovation. Oh yeah. And so with that, <laughs> that just allows me to, to uh, learn a lot anyway. So with that, yeah, every single day I'm, I'm pouring into myself. Yeah. I mean, and if you're not learning, Mm -hmm. You're not growing. And if right. you're not growing, you're you're dying. You're dead. Yes. So you know, you always have to be learning. It, it, it's, it's a part of existing. That's right. So what tips would you give to people who are out there? They're just starting out in business. What tips would you give them as far as these are the things that you need to do? And these are the things that you need to hold on to in order to succeed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say be sure that you're setting the business up, first of all, correctly, right? Like you're making sure that you are in business, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, meaning that you want to make sure that you have your proper structure. You want to make sure that uh, you have ways of people to be able to contact you, ways for people to be able to buy your products and services and that everything is above board, um, as well as a couple of things that you want to make sure that you have in place is how you can consistently um, build on the structure that you have there. So for example, you set the business up, things are going well, you have a, a good product or service that you're offering. Now, make sure that the that you can um, grow the business by adding additional products and services, as well as you want to go into your uh, back end to make sure that you are have uh, that you have a cost effective model in place, mm -hmm. meaning that uh, at the end of the day, you're going to make money and that you're not trying to spend everything that you make. However, uh, the one thing that I teach is diversifying your portfolio, whatever mm -hmm. that may be. So the thing that um, was the challenge for me when I went through my business challenge was um, I didn't diversify my portfolio enough, meaning that I knew money was coming in. I knew that we were able to pay the expenses and I knew that we had money left over. Mm -hmm. However, uh, there was nothing put in place as a growth plan or a succession plan there as well. And so um, I would advise everyone to make sure that you know your your product, first of all, but your dollars, you know, mm -hmm. the cost to uh, be in business, meaning how much does it require for you to acquire a new customer? What's the life cycle of that customer and right. how it is that you can uh, continue to have them to be a great customer. So evaluate your customer service <clears throat> as well as uh, continue to measure your level of success with the business as well on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Now, Dr. Tabitha, are you a solopreneur? Yes, I okay. am a solopreneur. Um, this is this is all that I do. However, I own uh, multiple businesses as well. Mm -hmm. When when we say solopreneur, that's basically all I do. Um, mm -hmm. However, um, over the years, I started with one product and service, and I have since expanded on, and I have six other products and services as well. So mm -hmm. 
Um, with that, I tell everybody, let your main thing be your main thing. Like start your business and get that up and going first and allow that to be your focus. And once you get to a place of success, meaning that you're making money and you have a consistent flow, then you can now expand or add on, but you don't want to do that before time. And if you have questions, this is where you invoke somebody to help you to make those um, expansion decisions or start your business. Mm -hmm. And how long have you been in business? I've been in business well over 20 years. Okay. And And when did you start using a mentor? I started using a mentor the last three years. Okay. And it has allowed me to 10x what I was doing prior to now, meaning Mm -hmm. that I had the opportunity I've done. um, We'll use the consulting side of the business. I've done coaching and consulting all of that time. And it was on a one-on-one basis. And when that shifted from one-to-one to one-to-many, Um, It really did change the trajectory of the business, meaning that I was able to do more with less um, and it didn't require as much or it does not require as much of my time. Okay, so it took you 17 years to get to this point and then you decided to financially invest in a mentor. Yes. What was the return on investment? Uh, return on investment has been well over six, almost seven figures. Um, however, the um, initial investment um, was more than a Ivy League college mm-hmm. <laughs> degree. And so, um, but but that taught me something valuable is that I could have gotten to where I am quicker had I done it sooner, but Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I didn't know uh, during that particular time. And so it had gotten to the point of where, hmm, maybe this is something that I should consider Mm -hmm. based upon my circle changing as well. And so having had um, seen others achieve some greater levels of success by changing their um, mindset and doing some some things differently challenged me as well. Mm -hmm. So we gave advice to those who were just starting out in business. Mm -hmm. Now talking about entrepreneurs and solopreneurs who are out there, they've been in business. Is this one of the primary pieces of advice that you would give them to get those mentors in order to be able to level up? Yeah, I I believe that having a mentor definitely allows you or affords you the opportunity to expand on your current platform. Mm -hmm. Uh, Having a platform established in place allows you to accelerate sometimes even faster because you have a product to now work with. Mm -hmm. And so with that, getting a mentor or trainer, they're going to help you to come in, identify those areas that are blind spots potentially Mm -hmm. to you already and Mm -hmm. allow you to put a plan in place and they hold you accountable on top of that, right? Like having somebody to answer to. Being the business owner, a lot of times we feel like, oh, it stops with me. I make the decisions and I, I write the checks too. But with that, sometimes there are levels, um, to us that can help us to have somebody else to come in and potentially refine those those jagged edges, right? So yeah, definitely for the person that is looking for expansion but don't know where to start, having a second set of eyes definitely helps you to put yourself in a better trajectory for success. Now, I think that a lot of entrepreneurs were kind of sensitive and we worry that if we ask somebody for, for help, if we admit that we don't have this knowledge, that we are somehow failures or, or we're going to be perceived as, as weak or unsuccessful. What do you say to that? Oh, we, that's a good <laughs> question. <laughs> that is a outdated mindset. Mm-hmm. Meaning that you can only like I couldn't step into your business and show up 
and do it better than you can do it because you're the person that went to school. You're the person that had gotten the experience and the knowledge along with that. So having somebody else that has a different and a fresh perspective on it allows you to uncrack the code of what potentially has you stuck or what mm-hmm. has you at the level of success that you're currently at. So mm-hmm. you almost owe it to yourself to now let all of that go because it has not served you thus far. And mm-hmm. so because you you haven't gotten there yet. Mm-hmm. And so having somebody else to help you to get there changes that. Mm-hmm. And it allows you to now uh, potentially have somebody to share that with, first of all, right? right? Like everybody does not understand the path of what an entrepreneur is Uh, what it's like. And so having somebody that understands that helps you to now let some of that stuff go, right? Like let your hair down just a little bit and pull back the cover on what's really happening. And so that you can fix it. And I believe the earlier you let somebody in there, the greater your chances for success is today. Because let's face it, there's a business that's closing their doors every single day. Right. And so if you don't want to be one of those people, then if you are having a challenge and struggling, today's a good day to find some help. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if you're one of those businesses mm-hmm. that, quote, mm-hmm. fails, mm-hmm. is that your cue to shut it down? No, not necessarily. I mean, and, and and that could be a case-by-case case scenario. Mm-hmm. I tell everybody um, it's okay to not be okay mm-hmm. with whatever's going on, first and foremost. However, before you say, I'm done, it's over with, seek some help to make sure that there's not other lines of recourse that you could take, right? Draw a line in it, pivot and start all over again if you have to, right? Go back to the starting line. However, I like like that. Mm -hmm. Pivot, start Mm -hmm. all over again if Mm -hmm. you need to. You have to be open to Mm -hmm. sometimes taking a few steps back, not just one or two steps back. You may have to go all the way back to the beginning. That's right. Change course to, to hit the trajectory that you need to be successful. Mm-hmm. How hard was that for you? Yeah, a lot of times we don't we don't want to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Like not after you, you've spent a long time getting to where you are. However, that's the the hard, honest truth. A lot of times is that if that is what's required, then that's what you basically have to do. And mm-hmm. I would say that there's nothing wrong with that. Like, let your journey be your journey. That's Mm -hmm. it. And sometimes you have to have tunnel vision on what it is that you need to do in the moment. And Mm -hmm. so with that, if that means that you about face and you start all over again, okay, let's go. And so it will allow you, though, to utilize the experiences that you gain on the the, um, first journey, right? Mm -hmm. It to now... Uh, use some of that stuff to build on and the stuff that didn't work for you, you get rid of it. Mm -hmm. And so it's okay to know that um, you need to slow down and do some things differently. That's all right. For me, it was like, okay. Like like I said, I, I don't think I gave myself enough time to say, Oh, this girl, you didn't, you just, you failed, right? Like, no, I was like, oh, okay, let's, let's go. Like, you know, my kids was like, ma, you, you moving so fast. Yep. Cause that's what we, that's what we need to do right now. Like, let's go. And they were able to see what that looks like. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I'm like, no, and, and be honest with yourself to enough to say that, okay. I I need to do something different and do it. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, was there any point in time where you had naysayers nibbling at you? There probably were. Mm -hmm. However, I didn't, I didn't allow that 
to mm-hmm. um, be a part of me, right? Mm-hmm. Like I did say that my my circle at the time, there was not somebody that I could go to to, to get help from. And mm-hmm. so with that being said, um, you don't, for me, I didn't allow if they were talking to even be in my space. I mm. put my head down, went mm. to work, uh, came back and did what I had to do for my children. And I was okay with that. And so I didn't allow that to be a part of any of it. Hey, perfect. Mm-hmm. So divorcing that old mindset. Mm-hmm. What are the biggest keys you can give to our listening audience? as to how to divorce that mindset and how to adapt a new one. Yeah. For me, um, back then I did a lot of journaling Mm -hmm. and it started by me listing out all of the habits that I felt like no longer was working for me. Mm -hmm. And then I put together a plan of how I was going to daily remind myself not to pick those habits back up again, but implementing something new along the way. Um, I created a budget, which held me accountable to not be a free spender, right? right? I balanced my checkbook instead of not balancing the checkbook. I mean, it was um, along the way, the things that I did counteracted all the things that did not work for me anymore. Mm-hmm. And so- with that, we have the opportunity to do the very same thing, right? Like we'll write down all the things that doesn't work, write down a plan of action. However, don't try to tackle all of the plan of action in one day, mm-hmm. right? It's okay to do maybe something today, maybe do something tomorrow or the next day, but continue to stay on the track at mm-hmm. a pace that's going to allow you to be able to do all of those things that feels naturally comfortable for you. And if you miss a day, if you mess up, start all over again, right? Like go back <laughs> to the to the uh, item that wasn't working previously and implement, right? Like it's always we get to determine our level of success and the rate of speed of that based upon the actions that we take to accomplish that. And so for me, it was it was slow and steady wins the race, right? I mean, my pace might not have been slow, but <laughs> I didn't have time to stop and stop and wait and all of that. So for me, it is definitely staying on track though staying Mm -hmm. on course and writing that out if it means that you need something to hold you accountable to. And for me, I um, a few times I had my kids to hold me accountable to what we say that we were going to do as well. So having somebody to hold you accountable to that definitely helps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now you have some majorly excitement, uh, exciting things going on in your your life right now in your career and all. Tell us about some of the things that are coming up for you. Yes, I do have the Powerful on Purpose Summit that's Mm going to be here in Columbia, South Carolina, February 24th, and it starts at 9 a.m. That is where we assemble speakers from around the world to come and get on the big stage and tell their story, as well as learn um, the tools that they need in order for them to be successful. So it's just not about getting on the stage, but we help you to build that out, uh, as well as in June, I will have a virtual summit that's going to be coming up as well, and um, I'll be uh, traveling a lot uh, this first quarter. I'll be um, headed to London the end of this month. I'll be in Michigan um, February 9th and 10th. I will come back. Of course, we have the summit. Then I'm off to Atlanta Uh, I believe I have Florida. So we have a very, very busy schedule as well as my next level CEO mastery is starting. That is a six month program where we specifically focus on helping people to create their platforms, learning how to monetize it as well as diversify it to Mm -hmm. achieve the level of success they're looking for. 
So that's all just like really exciting stuff. And I can see how a lot of entrepreneurs would find it a very useful part of their growth trajectory. Mm-hmm. How do they become involved in this? Where is the best place to reach you? Yes, you can reach me at my website, drtabitharussell.com. And on there, there is a contact page that you can schedule a free discovery session with me. And we can definitely discuss where it is that you are in your journey and where it is that you're trying to get to. And then you have all of these wonderful events coming up. Can they also get to the the pages to sign up for those events on yes. your website? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, There is an events tab there that you can register right there Um, at the Powerful on Purpose Summit. We do have vendor opportunity so they can come out and showcase their products as well as uh, get the opportunity to network with some like minded individuals as well. So we try to keep everybody informed on what's going on. (laughs) And uh, my social media handle is uh, I am Dr. Tabitha across all platforms. And I would like to point out that Dr. Tabitha is Tabitha with an A, T-A-B-A-T-H-A, not T-A-B-I. So That's right. Tabitha <laughs> with an A. Um, Dr. Tabitha, it's been wonderful having you. And I'm so excited watching your career progression and, and all of the wonderful things that you're doing. And I, I feel like it's an absolute honor to be working with you. And we'll have the opportunity to share a stage with you. So I am I'm really looking forward to Detroit. That's Detroit in March. We're going to be on stage March 23rd. Yes. Really looking forward to that. You've got some exciting things uh, coming up, and I hope that I can participate in some of those as as well. And you know, behind you, rooting for you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it as well. It is indeed an honor uh, to be here, and I look forward to seeing you in March uh, the 23rd in Detroit, Michigan, or Troy, Michigan, actually, at the Leadership Experience Mm Tour. I cannot wait. And uh, I just believe that we're on a path to change lives across the world. And uh, there's no stopping us. Absolutely. So everybody go on over there, check out her website, Join her on social media, follow her, send her a shout out to know all of all of those things will help with her success and they'll certainly help with your success. So you have been here, chatters that matter. Let's talk about it. We've been here with our wonderful guest, Dr. Tabitha Russell. And like I said, you know, go on and and follow her and share with her. Uh, she's there to help guide you. She is a mentor. Yes. Thank you so much. Chatters That Matters. Let's talk about it. I am your host, Dr. Cheryl Bryant-Bruce, MD. Make sure that you come back week after week after week. We're on Mondays and Wednesday evenings, 6 p.m. And we are on pretty much every platform, whether it's on your video platforms or your radio platforms, you're going to find us there. Have any trouble finding us? Just Google us. You can always find us everywhere you go, just as with Dr. Tabitha. And please follow us, share, you know, hit those like buttons, and always keep coming back. This is your show designed to entertain, inform, and educate you. And remember that health is wealth. You are your greatest asset. Always invest in yourself. 